Welcome to the first Garrison Group podcast. Lots of sun in my eyes. <laughs> yes, as Quinn just said, we are the Garrison Group. Hello, everybody. And this is our first podcast called Realtors and Cars Talking About Real Estate. <laughs> A very original name. Uh, so let myself, I'll allow myself to introduce myself. My name is. My name is Josh. <laughs> Jean-Baptiste. And to my right is... Quinn, 2G. And... Back there. Creeping out in the back. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Phil Lagos. And uh, if you haven't already said enough, we are the Garrison Group. Alright. That music was great. Yeah. Shout out to our producer Jacob, the producer on the track. Our original music, yeah. no one else will have it. Don't try stealing it, or we will sue you. Yes, <laughs> we will sue the pants off of you and if we you take that music. Can. Yes, and we can. Uh, so on this podcast today, we have three topics. Mm-hmm. First up, we're going to talk about the market stats. I mean, you're watching a real estate podcast. Of course, we're going to talk about the market. Everyone we speak to, that's all we want to talk about is the market. So we're going to get into that. Uh, Number two, we have a segment that we're going to have probably like once a month about developers or other realtors who might just be smoking that good shit. Uh, And then number three, we are going to be talking about something that's close to our hearts. Mm -hmm. And it is the King Street Pilot (laughs) Project. Close to my heart. Yeah. Exactly. Bring out the boxing gloves. Uh, It's about to start really soon on King Street. Mm -hmm. We're going to be shutting everything down. It's controversial, and we'll get into that. But, like we said, we're off the top. First thing we want to talk about is market stats. Market stats for October. For October 2017. So, Mm -hmm. Phil, what are we looking at right now in terms of numbers? Yeah, so lots to talk about as far as numbers go in the real estate market. Mm -hmm. The news that you're going to hear in the typical newspaper from the majority of real estate companies is that there has been a sales gain over last month. Um, Prices are slightly up over last year compared to last month. Mm -hmm. And uh, active listings are, are very high compared to last year. Now, we're not going to talk about those numbers because they aren't an act accurate reflection of the market as a whole we're going to talk about the home price index yes now what is that you ask the home price index compares basically it's carrying comparing apples to apples in this case it's comparing like homes to like homes and then giving you an average price based on that Mm -hmm. now there's a few numbers i'm going to give you i'm going to give you the percentage change uh based on the hbi Mm -hmm. and also the benchmark price which is basically taking, as opposed to an average price overall, it's taking an average price of the average home. So, we're gonna talk about the city of Toronto, this 416 area. Uh, Overall, as a whole, we are seeing about a 13% increase. Year to year. This year in the home prices. Which is healthy. Yeah, right? it's, healthy, it's a, a healthy number. I mean, you read stuff in the newspaper, kind of seems doom and gloom at like two to 3% increase, but 
We're actually still in double-digit territory, right? Yes. Yeah, and, HPI. Like, and a healthy market is going to be around that 6 to 8%. So we yep. actually are above what the average should be yeah. uh, for the healthy market. Mm -hmm. Now, when you take the benchmark price, we're at 793, sorry, 790,000, mm -hmm. which is above the overall average price for the city. Mm -hmm. um, but again, this is comparing the average price of the average home in the city. Exactly. Now, when we break that into actual home types, detached prices are up. 3.9% and the average our benchmark price being about 1.1 million mm -hmm. semi-detached uh, are up 6% at $850,000 and townhomes are up 15% at $600,000 now where the huge price increase is that's allowing for the overall increase that's yeah. in the condo market which we're seeing about 25 percent increase over the year average price of a condo in the 416 is four hundred and eighty-five thousand yeah. dollars. so these are big numbers right yes. i mean in a lot of the stuff in the news we always hear about houses and stuff like that i mean we're downtown toronto right so the big news for us is condos mm -hmm. right we're moving and I mean, a lot of condos moving a lot of condos big numbers record-breaking numbers yes. right um I don't know. So, but let's talk about the condos for just a second. Yeah, yeah. So this is a year overall for the year. Now, if we like break those numbers down a little bit, over six months, the prices of condos have actually only increased about four percent over the last couple months. We're sitting around one percent increase per month. And we're seeing that that's due to the spike that we had, right? Yeah, of course. It's due to the spike that we have. Now, the increase in townhomes and apartments over the year, because it's an entry level product for people to get into, that's where we're obviously going to see the highest increase. And it's also going to be the last segment to correct itself. Yeah. I mean, so, it's the last affordable home type, right? I mean, yes. we already talked about, I mean, detached homes are well over a million dollars. Um, every other home type is kind of well over that $600,000 plateau, mm -hmm. right? So, I mean, the only affordable option uh, for most people, right? Yeah, I mean, especially when we look at the average salary in most Toronto neighborhoods is mm -hmm. around $50,000 a year. You're not going to get approved for much more than four hundred grand, right? So, yeah. um, needless to say, I mean, that's going to be the market that sees the most growth. Literally. Yeah, for sure. Right? Another one thing that we have to keep in mind with, with all numbers and as far as predicting the future, we can't predict the future. Mm -hmm. um, the stats have been pretty volatile over the last few months, uh, really since April. Yeah. So I think we do have to be careful about what we're you know, speaking to and, and trying to make predictions because it's really tough to gauge that right now. Well, and like the thing is like you'll see, I mean, Everyone has an opinion on the market, right? Regardless of whether they're in real estate, in finance, kind of whatever stripes they come from. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've seen people say there's been a crash in the market, right? Uh, we've seen people say that the market is just kind of balancing itself out. Mm -hmm. I mean, none of those people are necessarily wrong, in my opinion, right? I mean, if you look at the numbers from April to now, have we crashed? depending on what your definition of a crash is, maybe, right? I mean, we've definitely seen a pullback from April. Um, have we seen just the market kind of balance itself out? Yeah, we have also seen that as well, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, we've seen the market kind of top out and things have kind of come back down to earth a little bit, right? So um, I think the thing is like for people looking to buy real estate, I think the thing to always remember is there are always going to be peaks and valleys, right? You're never going to be able to buy to or not never, but there's very few cases where you can time your purchase at the perfect time at kind of the bottom of the market to make sure that 
it's a hundred percent good investment. Yeah. Yeah. And like the thing is with buying real estate, it's not always just to play the market, right? Mm. You're not. It's you're not like for lifestyle. You're buying for investment. You're buying for everything altogether. Yeah. It's not like buying a stock. You're trying to play it at, at buy it low, sell high, right? I mean, that's not always the case with real estate, right? Mm-hmm. So the idea with real estate is that you're buying it, like Quinn just said, for lifestyle, mm-hmm. right? You're buying it for security in many cases, right? I mean, a lot of families out there, they want to buy it so that way they don't have a landlord knock on their door one day and say, hey, I'm selling the house, you need to move Got to out. move in 60 days. Right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so with that, I mean, the idea with real estate should always be a long-term hold, right? So that way you can... Yeah. mitigate yeah. mitigate those like ups and downs in the market right I mean mm-hmm. even though we don't like to compare the real estate market to the stock market it kind of is right mm-hmm. it's gonna have its peaks and valleys right um, and the longer you hold on to something the longer you're mitigating the 100%. risk of selling during a valley or buying during the peak mm-hmm. right and you'll take advantage of the equity in the property over time exactly right because mm-hmm. um, overall if you look at the baseline of real estate over the last 50 to 100 years yeah real estate has always gone up in value over the extreme long haul yeah right so we're not saying it's going to continue to rise at astronomical rates over the next three four years mm-hmm. and right? we just saw a peak yeah we just saw a peak and we saw it come back down a little bit right mm-hmm. and things are balancing out a little bit so i think everyone will be fine right yeah. at the end of the day Right, so no yeah, need to panic. As long as, as long as they're not fully extending themselves yeah. and planning to sell within six months or a year. Yeah, exactly. They may win, but they have a better chance of losing. Of course. Totally. Yeah. Great. So that, that's the numbers in a nutshell. Hopefully we didn't scare anyone out there and they just turned off the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so so HPI up 13% um, yes. this time last year. Yeah, yeah, and always look at those HPI numbers. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of a that's little FYI. We, that's the Garrison Group MO HPI. <laughs> we use the home price index. <laughs> if you look at the other numbers, they scare the yeah. shit out of you. Yeah, <laughs> uh, because the numbers are all over the map. HPI, it's just like it's us, <laughs> it's very calm, cool, and collected, yes. balanced, which is who we are. I mean, our clients know <laughs> us for being calm, cool, collected, and balanced, right? So yes. that's right. That's uh, the motto. That's the motto. <laughs> All right. So let's move on to something else. Next up. We want to know <laughs> if there's a developer who's smoking that good, good shit. shit. If you don't know what that good shit is. Turn it off. Turn this off. <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's talk about it. I mean, uh, Zen. Zen Condos. Zen King West. Oh, Zen actually, King West. It's very appropriate, actually, when you think about it. It's named Zen, right? And we were just talking about Zen. Yes. Yeah. Being calm, cool, collected. Good one. Yeah. But uh, the pricing at Zen is not calm, cool, and collected. <laughs> and it's very indicative of King West prices. And is it King West, guys? Like, can Definitely you. Definitely not King West. The intersection of. East Liberty and Strun. <laughs> Is being marketed as King West. <laughs> yes. Um, which we find a little bit bizarre, and the numbers are totally indicative of King, of King West, West launches yeah. right now. So, I mean, let's back it up a second. So, for those who don't know, Liberty Village, mm-hmm. great little neighborhood. Great. Just kind of south of King Street, just north of Lakeshore, near the exhibition. So, most people out there that are listening or watching this podcast, you know where the exhibition is, right? The CNE every year. So, Liberty Village is just north of that. Mm-hmm. Great pocket. You pretty much have everything you could possibly need in Liberty Village, right? You have grocery stores, bars, res- restaurants. I mean, you have great little, not there. 
transits, transits, uh, transit sucks. Access points. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, we talked about all the positives. This other negatives <laughs> are transit, uh, access in and out of Liberty Village, yeah. all that kind of. So those are some of the challenges with Liberty Village, right? So, understandably, or maybe not understandably, the the developer here in this case, they decided to to tack on King West to this mm-hmm. development. Closest neighborhood. Because I guess it's close-ish. It's close-ish to King West. But, yeah. I mean, let's not beat around the bush. This development is smack dab in the heart of Liberty Village. Yes. 100%. Right? Actually, with a King West tag. With a King West tag, mm-hmm. right? And like Quinn already alluded to or already spoke about, they're pricing this building like it's King West. Yeah. Right? So that doesn't make any sense to us, mm-hmm. right? Um, it makes sense from the standpoint that, yeah, you want to get higher pricing, right? So I can understand someone trying to make a buck. But are you really just duping buyers, right? Are That's you really question. duping people into thinking, like, this is King West when in actuality it's Liberty Village? And not that there's anything wrong with Liberty Village, but you you pay a premium, like Quinn said, to be in King yeah. West. I wonder right? if these purchasers know. Well, yeah, here's the thing that I would say. Yeah. I wouldn't say they're duping them. I think there is potential mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. uneducated or uh, I misinformed mean, misinformed yep. realtors mm-hmm. to pedal off the project like it is King West. Like people who aren't not. moving a lot of stuff down here. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Pe- yep. Yeah. Exactly. People that aren't really familiar with the area, which is fine. And I then mean, they see King West and they go towards it. Yeah. They can justify the prices based on marketing essentially exactly yeah Yeah. and it goes to show why it's so important to have an agent that knows the area Mm -hmm. exactly um, exactly and can advise you accordingly because anyone that's selling that project should advise that their their clients that they're actually not in king west Mm -hmm. and you're literally like it's not like you're on the north side of liberty village like you're right next to the south side of the railroad track so you're 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 definitely in liberty village so Well, I mean, best way to put it is that you wouldn't go to an orthopedic surgeon to have a heart transplant. 100%. Right? And the same thing applies to real estate. Right? Yeah. Um, If I wanted to buy a condo in Liberty Village or King West, Mm -hmm. I'm going to probably look for a realtor who lives, who sells there, who's based there. Yeah. Shout out PSR. Hey. Right? But yeah, I mean... Yeah, I would find that realtor to help me purchase there, right? Yeah. But, I mean, we see it so often with these big condo launches, the agents. While we're not saying there's anything, they're, they're not bad agents, but mm-hmm. they don't know the neighborhood, right? They just and specialize in different areas. They specialize in different areas, yeah. That's right? That's being very politically correct, I think. Oh, 100% is us being PC, <laughs> right? I mean, at the end of the day, you should be using us if yeah. you're buying King West, right? Obviously. I mean, um, and there's no jokes there. I mean, 100% serious. Um... Anyway, sum it up. I think the developer's smoking that good shit, to be honest. Agreed. Right? I agree. I, like, while we can understand the business case for it, I still think it's smoking that good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. So I think we're all in agreement on that one. All right, though. Let's get it. to something to fight about. All right. Mm. Uh, so we spoke about this this morning already in our little meeting. meeting. November 12th. And Quinn and I almost got to blows, although she would have beat me 100%. <laughs> yeah. uh, I can't fight. I'm an urban male. Uh, I don't know how to fight. Uh, so, 
Oh, uh, so luckily it didn't get to blows, mm-hmm. or else I, my nose would be bloodied and I'd have a black eye. <laughs> so let's talk about the King Street pilot, pilot project. Yes, November 12th it's being implemented. Yes. So once again, to give you a bit of background on it, King Street West from Bathurst to, I think, Jarvis. Jarvis. Yeah. Uh, they're going to be implementing a new traffic scheme mm-hmm. where... Uh, streetcars and cyclists, I believe, have the right of way. The goal is to optimize public to s- transit. To speed up King West, right? Because yeah. King West, some days, can just be a parking lot. Where it's no deemed one's... the most congested street in exactly. town. Yeah. yeah, and just nothing moves, right? So they've they've tried everything in King West to like limiting parking and all this kind of stuff. It just doesn't seem to work. So mm-hmm. what they're going to be doing is that all vehicular traffic... Uh, so cars, cabs, everyone <laughs> getting very technical <laughs> yeah. on this podcast. Um, they're gonna be, they're gonna essentially have to turn at every block. Block, yeah. Right. So no going is through intersections. No going all the way through. So if you're at Bathurst, your first street you have to turn at is Portland. Portland. If Left you're or Portland, right. yeah. the next street you have to turn at will be Spadina. Spadina. Right. So the I guess the theory with this and is that zero left hand turns off of King. Yeah, no left hand turns. No turn left right. Bathurst. Bathurst, you can turn left. Yeah. Okay. So at the Bathurst, and I think Jarvis too, you can turn right or left because mm-hmm. that's kind of the entry of the zone. Um, everywhere else, you have to turn right off the street. So the idea is that if you live in a condominium building or work in a condo on King, you'll still be able to get out, right? Yeah, but uh, your entrance in, it's just yeah, it's gonna be so. A big we have two sides of the coin here, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, I'm very much in support of the King Street Pilot, right? So I am a huge proponent of public transit and walking and cycling and living that city lifestyle, right? I mean, Toronto wants to become a big city, mm-hmm. right? We so desperately want to be New York or London or Tokyo uh, or some of the other major metro- metropolis in this world. But yet, we still fight things like public transit. We fight things like density. We fight everything. Um, the thing is, what I mean, in my opinion, what Torontonians have to accept is that to be a big city, there's certain... we. It's a give and take. I don't like change, Josh. <laughs> and my day-to-day is going to change. I'm in my car a lot. My entrance off of... King Street to get into my parking garage that I'm in and out of three, four times a day. Now I'm going to have to detour and I understand it's going to optimize public transit and streetcar, but I can't tell you the last time I went on a streetcar. Why can't you just take another street? Yeah. And just loop back around? Yeah. But like, I, I shoot down King every Wednesday morning, right down to get to the east end at 7 a.m. Do you think you could take another street? I guess. Especially at 7 (laughs) a.m. Yeah, but that's why. It's like, it's just so easy, but now I'm just not going to be able to. I guess I could just go up. And I I mean, listen, that's It's just going to be getting some used to. It's a sentiment that everyone has. I mean, I spoke to a couple other, like, agents in our office, and they're all pissed off, and and I'm like, listen, yeah, for us, it sucks, right? Mm -hmm. But this... Josh, the person I am, I think about everyone. Yes. I love okay. everybody. I got it. Uh, I love everybody except Donald Trump. It needs to be... And the Trump supporters. To me, uh, <laughs> it needs to be uh, um, 
enforced properly. I think it's, yeah, I think the, like, yeah. And I'm not just looking at ourselves. I mean, yeah, we all drive for a living, right? Yeah. And I understand people have to make deliveries, and there's cab drivers, all that stuff. Yeah, it sucks, And there's right? going to be drop-off affects... zero parking on King, if I'm correct, at any time. Yeah, and it's going to have some negative effect on us. But, I mean, I'm, I see the bigger picture, right? I mean, we also work in real estates. So we mm-hmm. also... I, I hear some of the complaints from our own clients. But right? what about the people I, who live in the city who need to commute out every single day? There, there's... It's just... The, once again, the percentage, just, though... If you look at a percentage, there's a higher percentage of people who live along King Street that work in the core. Totally. Right? And if we were to... And now, I mean, listen, we don't have the facts in front of us. I'm not going to come out here and spew percentages or anything like that. But anecdotally, I would say if we went to most of the buildings, I mean, we're in King West right now. I mean, we're right in front of, uh, right at King and Spadina. <sighs> if we were to survey all these buildings right here and you talk to everyone in these buildings, yeah, I would probably say a vast majority of the people that live in these buildings work within a one to two kilometer radius of this intersection yeah. right here. So for them... Walking would be great. Well, walking's great, but... <laughs> There's already, like, I mean, how many pedestrian deaths have there been this year? How many people were hit by a car this morning? Mm-hmm. Just this morning. Today's October 3rd. I woke up this morning, five pedestrians November were hit by cars. 3rd. Or November 3rd, yeah. sorry. I don't even know what day it is. That's I'm, getting all, I'm getting all amped up. <laughs> there was five pedestrians hit by cars, right? Yeah. And so often they're like, oh, what was a pedestrian doing? And there's MPs out there trying to say, oh, distracted pedestrians. No, no, let's not talk about pedestrians. There's too many cars in the downtown court. It's, right. Not uh, everyone has to drive in here. This no, 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 no. Not this everyone has year, to drive. This time of year, there is always elevated pedestrian accidents, mm. and it's because of the light changing. And as a driver and pedestrian, I'm a pedestrian most of the time. I'm guilty of wearing dark clothing in and, the morning oh, no, and no, at night. No no. no, no, no way. Do you know how many times I've almost hit somebody turning right because they're wearing dark clothing and you cannot see them whatsoever when it gets dark? And especially as soon as you get precipitation, which it was raining this morning, and you get now, all the light glare off your window and everything, you cannot see someone that's wearing black. If there was no all. car driving on the street, would that pedestrian get hit? No, but there's... <laughs> If there was no car, I am a driver. On the I'm in my car all the time. Yeah. No, I so, understand where you're coming from, but it's just it's going to listen, be a very large transition for a lot of people. I think the priority in a downtown core of the city should be other modes of transportation other than a car, and that's coming from me driving my car mm-hmm, downtown. Right and I drive for a living, <laughs> and my clients that know me like. I, I work, I live, I play downtown. I live in yeah. Little Italy. I live the urban life. Mm-hmm. And I have two cars in my household. Mm-hmm. I should be the one saying, like, no, no. Mm-hmm. Street should be sh- for cars only. But no, I understand we live in a city, right? I can see both sides. I also am a pedestrian. Mm-hmm. I also cycle. I have little children, right? Mm-hmm. Eventually, my little guys are going to be walking to school by themselves. It terrifies me yeah. to have them walk down the streets because... People getting mowed down on sidewalks. Yeah. Forget like the some of the pedestrian deaths right now crossing the street. People are on their phones, texting, and not paying attention to the road, hitting the sidewalk. What happens one day my kid's walking down the street, walking down on the sidewalk where he's supposed to be walking, yeah. and a car hits him. Mm-hmm. Right? There should be less cars in the city. Right? So things like this King Street pilot, in my opinion, what it's and so the whole it- point of it is to get less people driving, right? Yeah. 
if and you live outside a, it's the city. It's a pilot. It's just being tested, or is it fully being implemented? It's a pilot. Tested, but it's for a year. So but for one year. So it's usually. Yeah. yeah it's like I think, and I think it's going to do exactly what it's supposed to do is take more cars off the road. Okay, so you're take for There's uh, Andrea Bargnani. Look at that. Boom. He's in the neighborhood. No way. He used to play for the Raptors. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm for two. It needs to be enforced properly. And my biggest mm-hmm. concern with it is cyclists. Cause, and again, I'm a cyclist also. Yeah. I'm like you. I, I drive in the city. I walk in the city probably the majority of the time. And I bike in the city. Yeah. But there are way too many cyclists that do mm-hmm. not follow the rules. There's zero insurance on them. And they can run into a car, run into a person, take off. And you have no way of them paying for anything whatsoever. And that's a huge issue I have in regards to um, potential issues with this pilot project. Mm-hmm. Overall, I'm 100%, 99% in favor, but I think it needs to be enforced and there needs to be cops to make sure bikes aren't blowing through the lights and, and now, stuff like that. The thing with cyclists, and I mean, I know there's this big fight between drivers and cyclists, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and let's not harp too much on the cyclist thing, but I think like obviously even when it comes to cyclists, there should just be more cycling infrastructure. Oh right? no, there's there should be, and but that's, there should once also again. be enforcement. That's all. Yeah, you I mean, you shouldn't that, be allowed to, to blow through a red light this is or a, go on a go on a crosswalk. Like I can't tell you how many times I'm walking across Bathurst Street Bridge, yeah. and I have a cyclist ringing the bell at me and Mystique to drive in between us. And you shouldn't be on the sidewalk whatsoever. Yeah, I mean that's that's a, that's actually a pretty good topic for another podcast. Yeah, we can fight about that. We'll I'd fight about to, that. I'd love to. Because there's yeah, I mean, listen. At the end of the day, there's bad people everywhere. There's horrible cyclists. <laughs> there's horrible drivers. Horrible pedestrians. Horrible pedestrians. There's just, I mean, <laughs> it's also a little commentary <laughs> on just our selfish society and everyone just wants to do whatever they yeah, want to do and they don't care true. about anyone else. Right? But listen, to sum it up, I think we should just care about other people. Let's think about other people. You're for it. I'm not so for it, but I understand how it will implement good change if it's done properly. Um, I I think it it, it is done properly. Okay, so let's see how it pans out. Let's see how it works. We'll talk about it in a couple weeks once. Yeah, once it starts starts going, I mean, we're going to. Once we've been driving. Everyone's going to see it in the news. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Um, okay, great. Yeah, so I think, uh, Phil, what's your position on it? You know, uh, I'm somewhere in the... I'm, I, no, I'm for it. I am for it. I just want to make sure people don't abuse it. All right, cool. That's so uh, I'm just happy right now that Quinn didn't beat me up. And she didn't... Um, uh, <laughs> I was pretty nice that time around. Quinn was nice this time because yeah. uh, we're on camera. Off camera, <laughs> there's going to be some bruises. <laughs> so please save me. Uh, anyhow, we should probably wrap this up. Yes. Uh, went a little long. It got us all amped up. Check out our blog for an article that we have. Um, yeah, yeah. So we wanted to talk about it in the podcast, but we actually want people to go to our website. Yeah, and read some great content that we have just written up. Yeah. Um, about the Google Town, futuristic town coming to Keyside in the East End. Yeah, yeah. It's super exciting. Yeah, right? Toronto, Toronto as the innovation hub of the world. It's going to be very exciting for us. Yeah. So uh, You don't sound very excited, Quinn. I'm just <laughs> commenting on I, I'm thinking about how Josh is driving right now. <laughs> <laughs> Try not to <laughs> comment yeah. on my driving. Yeah. No. yeah I'm, trying not to, I'm just trying not to mow down pedestrians. I know. Um, yeah, so check out our, our website. Was it garrisongroup.ca? Yes. 
And as always, check us out on Instagram. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We're kinda, we are we're, Garrison. Yeah, and we're everywhere. <laughs> we are everywhere. All right, so let's uh, sign it off. Um, thanks for joining. Thanks for joining. I hope you enjoyed. Give yeah. us your comments, feedback. Toronto love. Opinions on the King Street pilot project. Yes. All of that good shit. Exactly. And we'll uh, see you next week. Ciao for now. Yeah, yeah. Great. Yeah, Andre Bagnani was